Welcome to the Thought Leadership Project, a podcast by Jay Harrington and Tom Nixon, exploring how lawyers can turn expertise into thought leadership and thought leadership into new business. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leadership Project podcast. I'm Jay Harrington. Tom Nixon is with me. Hi, Tom. Good to be here, Jay. How are you? Doing well. It's, uh, Good. We're recording on a Friday. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. So, um, what? Any pl- plans for you? Um, yes. What do we have? We have a, a a night away. The first time we are leaving our kids at home um, overnight. So thirteen and seventeen. So I don't know what that says about us as parents. Either that's either too late or way too early. But that's what we're doing. Yeah. So uh, you know, first time we. Sh- trying to get out of the house for good and stay at a hotel post COVID. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, have fun with that. Yeah. Um, what about uh, you? Any plans? Um, probably just get outside a bit. It's supposed to be a nice weekend. So I, I don't know. Sunday's father's day. So I guess I get to pick what I want to do. I haven't decided yet. Maybe get on the paddleboard. Great. Yeah. Good. Well, I've got a, I've got an overrated underrated question for you. Yeah. And you mentioned where we are recording on a Friday. Friday mornings is when we do our clubhouse, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. you co-moderate a room and you invited me into it today again. And you essentially put me on the spot. Mm-hmm. And I, without you knowing, I had to answer your question in a way that was telling a clubhouse room while why I would be spending less time on clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I said I would get you back with a stumper. So here we are. Overrated, underrated. Millennials. <laughs> Ooh. yeah well you, you might have heard a little reaction from uh from our guests today so this is this is a interesting one because uh i well i think that um i think underrated i i have always been bothered by this kind of trope that you know millennials are you know, lazy or or not motivated um and i i you know i think it's just another version of the the you know as we get older we start to tell stories about how we we uh stomp through three feet of snow on the way to school <laughs> and life was always harder for us and the next generation is you know we're doomed as a society because the next generation coming and i, I haven't that's not been my experience at all so um and i think you know, so I, I'll keep it brief today, but but definitely underrated, and and I think millennials in general um, have gotten a bad rap. Um, but I think that's I hear less of that today than than we used to, and I think our guest today will help uh, disprove that that as well. But what about you, Tom? What do you think? Yeah, well, I would say underrated as well for uh, similar reasons. One is, you know, you mentioned well, we're Gen X, Jay, right? We were the slacker generation. Yep. But, you know, we own businesses and we climb corporate ladders and all of the things that they said slackers couldn't do. So um, you're right. I think these labels are, I don't know. And you can't label a whole generation of people in a monolithic way, right? So yep. the other thing is, is my pet peeve is when people use the term millennial to refer to people just out of college. And right. now the oldest millennials are 40. Yeah. And I think the youngest are 25. So anyway, so millennials are a specific generation, and uh, that probably provides a good segue for you to introduce our guest today. Yeah, well, we have um, everyone's favorite millennial lawyer on LinkedIn joining us, <laughs> Matt, Matt Margolis. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah, so Matt is a, uh, an attorney at Shapiro, Blazy, Wasserman, and Herman in Florida, and he's a litigator, and he handles um, a range of 
cases, uh, including tort, employment, constitutional, and a myriad of commercial and business-related claims. So, Matt, we're excited to have you on. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. What a what an opening question about <laughs> underrated overage on the millennials. That hit me. That hit me right here. That hurt. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, you're the you're the millennial lawyer uh, that everyone knows <laughs> on LinkedIn, and which we'll talk about today. Um, Matt, I just gave a brief intro. Why don't you just maybe round out a little bit more of your experience uh, for us, and just kind of just kind of catch people up to speed as to you know kind of where you've been and where you're at now. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so I'm in Boca, Raton, Florida. It's uh, you know, it's down in South Florida, not quite Miami, not quite West Palm Beach, not quite Fort Lauderdale. So I went to Florida State University. No one, you know, hearing this can see me right now, but I'm wearing a Florida State polo. Go Knowles. <laughs> and I, I went there for undergrad. I went there for a master's. I stayed for a law degree because I met my beautiful wife, who again, I, you guys, I've outkicked my coverage. Um, <laughs> I. People look at her and they look at me and they, they're, I'm like, I'm, at least I'm funny. Right. So uh, join the club. It makes three of us. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're throwing me in that group too. Tom? Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I was, I found a way to compliment Heather. Yeah. And, and you, yeah, anyways. Go, yeah. Go to, go, go find me and, and my wife on, on LinkedIn and you'll see that, that I'm in that group too. Yeah. Good. <laughs> we um, all sorry, are, man. Yeah. So she, she's an attorney as well. I stayed up at Florida state. I, uh, I worked for a firm up there for a little bit. I ended up going to work for the government because the government is awesome. And I uh, started to hone a kind of government-related craft. So I do, uh, to this day, I do government-related work. I represent a number of agencies and other government entities in a variety of cases. So after uh, some time, my wife said, it's time to go down to South Florida. And I followed suit. We came back down to South Florida. I started working at a firm. And uh, now I'm at Shapiro Blazy and I'm living the dream. Awesome. Well, let's let's dig in a little bit. I mean, our Matt, our you know, our focus on the podcast is generally we're talking about things that are marketing, business development related um, it, within the practice of law. And I'll just share, you know, and you've probably heard this before, but um, when I when I started practicing, I started a big firm. Um, this was two thousand one. We were it was still an era where you know I heard quite a bit, you know, the the old and now I think outdated and and bad advice that as an associate. You know, you just sort of keep your head down, do good work, maybe develop relationships within the firm and, and everything will take care of itself. You know, bill your hours. Um, they're not really looking for you to be active in terms of business development, that kind of thing. And, and I, think that, I think that generally people have um, moved past that advice, but I think you still even hear it today. Now, if I look at you, uh, what you're doing on LinkedIn, and, um, you know, I, I think it's clear to me, at least from the outside looking in that that that's not the type of advice you're following and that you're, you're active, you're, you're building your brand, you're getting out there. Um, clearly, you know, again, from the outside looking in, trying to build a practice for yourself. Um, so maybe just talk about that a little bit. What's your, I mean, you're, you're at a certain point in your career, you're still an associate, but you know, you, you've obviously taken have a different mindset and are being much more aggressive in the areas of marketing and business development. So what, what's your general approach on that? And um, maybe in the context of that, just, you know, advice to others who are maybe in a similar position, but still thinking, oh, maybe it's too early in my career to be worried about these things. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I got the same advice starting off. Uh, I still get that advice from time to time uh, that keep your head down, bill your hours, and just magically the clients will come to you, right? And I, I think I learned pretty early on and that the clients don't necessarily come to you. Sure, they do sometimes, right? You do great work. You, you 
you crush a trial or you have a great result and it's in the newspaper, people will take notice. Mm-hmm. But I think we all know here, right? Attorneys are terrible marketers. So you could do that great work and you could have your head down and you fill your hours and no one will acknowledge it, right? So I, I was starting to get frustrated. I'm still a younger person. I, I have likely way too much time on my hands. And uh, in between building those hours, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to post some thoughts on LinkedIn or on other social media and kind of get my name out there. And more and more people were taking notice of it. And I'm like, well, you know what? I, I want to I kind of disrupt as it relates to the marketing for associates. I want to disrupt that market. I want to blast social media. I want to make sure people know my name. People know what my practice is, know the results I'm getting as opposed to, you know, sitting at my desk and just hoping people come to me, I'm coming to them directly to their screens. Mm -hmm. So it's been, it's been awesome. People have really been receptive to it, especially to the humor, right? I I think a big issue also with lawyers is we forget to be human. uh, And that's another thing we fail to market to people. You know, we market being uh, your one-stop robot shop. And I think, you know, uh, to market as a human being to them, again, through social media has been great. And I guess my big advice to anyone around my age is you're young. You're not necessarily tied down too much. Sure. You're tied down to a billable hour requirement or you're tied down to certain, you know, personal engagements, but get out there, make those connections early, show people who you are because just putting your head down and billing, you're not, you're not going to meet those people. You're not going to make those connections and people aren't going to acknowledge that work that you're doing, you know? Yeah. Hey, Tom, I got one more follow-up for Matt, and then I'll let you, you take over. But uh, Matt, did your, did your uh, I guess, activity on social media, did that correspond in any way with, with COVID? I, you know, I, I know I, I became aware of you, it has to be maybe six or seven months ago, but I'm curious as to what, I, and I know your approach has changed a little bit, and we'll get into that, but was that COVID-related, or had you been doing stuff before COVID? So I, I was posting a little bit before COVID. By the way, great question. Uh, bef- before COVID... I was posting a little bit and it was much more um, concise legal updates mm-hmm. whenever I could. And then after COVID, I was like, oh my God, I'm glued to my phone. I'm glued to my screen uh, near, right? Like near constant. So I thought about it. I'm like, well, everyone is right. Every single person on this planet is, is glued to their phone near perpetually. So because of COVID, I ramped it up. Every day I could post, every day I can get my name out there, I was doing it. So yeah, COVID has really caused me to ramp it up. And it, it's really, again, it's really been uh, result, result positive. And I'm curious if we can maybe focus on LinkedIn specifically for just a little bit. What I love about your approach to LinkedIn um, this will, this is actually a compliment. It'll come across at first for a Gen Xer, like it's a uh, like it's a pejorative. But you use LinkedIn like a millennial, and what I mean by that is your generation grew up on this stuff, so it's very natural to. to I can tell you're being authentically yourself. You're posting freely, easily. You're not afraid to maybe push boundaries. So, can you talk through your approach to LinkedIn? Because there's some if there's an older generation. Um, who is just getting into LinkedIn, we have like this baggage, like, all right, I, I have to have a suit and tie on proverbially. I have to be a professional. LinkedIn is a professional network. And you tear some of that stuff down. So could you just talk through how a millennial, and again, we keep making that joke because you use the hashtag, the millennial lawyer constantly. Really? So give us a, a little taste for how you approach LinkedIn specifically. 
Sure. Well, first, before I post anything, I eat my avocado toast. You, you <laughs> have to, right? I got to fit the brand as, as many times. As Perfect. I yes, actually. So, yeah, I mean, and I, I, and I'll say this before I give my response, Gen Z has broken the boundaries even more than we have. They yeah. are, there is no, uh, I, I agree with you when you, when we started getting on LinkedIn or I'm sorry, on LinkedIn, social media, we were all told by our elders, uh, the boomers specifically, right? That do not put your personal life out there. Do not put things out there that might get you in trouble in the future. And I think as millennials and then Gen Z, we're like, look, it's all out there to bear, right? Everyone can see it. I'm okay with being a human as long as my message is authentic and correct, right? I'm not going to post something on LinkedIn that I don't stand behind. And as a result, I, you know, I, it lets me be like a little more human. So I'm, I'll, I'll post in there, I'll take a look and be like, you know what? I feel like this today. And I know I could stand by what I'm saying. So I'm happy to post it, whether it comes off a little rough or it comes off a little less polished and a little less lawyerly. I'm willing to do it because I know it's authentic and I know I could stand behind it. Do you have a, do you have any um, purposeful approach to mixing in what I would call maybe expertise type of posts with your more casual types of posts, or is it just whatever you're feeling that day? Sure. I guess it varies, right? So some days, you know, I'll, I'll have something happen at work or I'll have, you know, some really important case, uh, something will happen and I'll be like, you know what, this reminds me of something I want to post about it. And I'm sure someone else has dealt with this kind of issue before. And I kind of want to know what their thoughts are as well. And then other times uh, there are certain legal posts and uh, like uh, tips and tricks that I, I, I want to fit in and I, and I want to fit it in, in a way that's, that's easily digestible. So I'll, that's where the millennial comes in. I'm like, all right, how many memes can I post at once uh, <laughs> without getting stale? So, right. I, I mean, it's, I guess that's, that's usually, so it's a mix of those two things. Yeah. And, and Matt, speaking of that, um, this is, this is where we might lose some of the Gen Xers and boomers, <laughs> but I want to talk about, I think this is what people appreciate about your post because you and, and, and actually on, on Clubhouse this morning, you gave a nice shout out to Alex Sue, who many of us know um, does this really well um, in, in addition, but uh, you know, you're using video very effectively, but it's not, it's not the traditional way that video has been used on, on LinkedIn. You're actually um, using platforms like TikTok. And um, I've, never, I've never used Pinata Farms, but obviously I've seen others do it and you do it very effectively, but bringing in, um, you know, using memes, um, using humor, um, incorporating a kind of another level of content, almost like, you know, lawyers creating um, small, you know, bite-sized video productions uh, that they're then sharing on LinkedIn and, and you're doing that to great effect. But I guess I just talk about that a little bit. Like I, I had, I'd gone back far enough in your posting activity to see that, yeah, I mean, back, you know, a number of months ago, you were sharing more like legal pleadings and, you know, court yeah. opinions and orders and stuff. And, and now your main, uh, besides your text post, you're doing more, more video of that, of that form. So just talk to us a little bit about that. Cause I think it's like, intriguing to people to think about, well, how do I do that? Yeah, sure. For a second, I, God, I, I we, all, we all have to give a shout out to Alex too. That guy yeah. is, uh, he's crushing he's, it. He's, he's great. crushing it, man. Yeah. And his stuff yeah. is so funny and he's not hindered by um, being right. a law firm, right? So he can really lampoon and take pokes at, uh, you know, at stabs at, uh, 
at the legal market at large. And it's, it's awesome, man. It's awesome to watch. So at least for the TikToks and the pinata farm and the other videos and the memes. So the approach being is I'll see a funny meme and I'll, and I'll immediately think, well, how can I get this to relate to a legal topic, a legal uh, tip or something about the industry? Because I, I think in this day and age, I think it's twofold. One, we don't have the attention span to read long posts or to read a treatise on something or, or even, you know, uh, even a, an article. Uh, our attention span and our time is limited. So I'm like, all right, well, these memes are both funny, so they're engaging and they're quick. And I can use them to convey a point fast and you got it. So I, I think I, I actually started not with a meme, but was it was a video and it was me is how I started was I'm so fed up with, with having scenarios where no one had a contract and it was just an open letter to everybody because I, and all it was, was me just saying, why, why don't you have a contract? And I, I almost me, uh, I'm a Jewish guy. It was almost like your Jewish mother, just, you know, bitching at you that you don't, you don't got your contract. Where's your contract. And it resonated with people. They thought it was funny. It, they, they got the message pretty quickly and it was really only like 25, 30 seconds. Uh, and from there, that's, that's really my message to people, quick, concise points, um, that, that are funny. So they're engaging and find a meme that, that fits it and, and go for it. Yeah. Yeah. You do a really good job of that. I mean, I think I'm not, I don't practice anymore, but a lot of what you are communicating and it's, again, it's, you're not trying to make some grandiose point. It's like a very specific, discreet point you're making um, that is, it rings true, I think, for people. That's, they say good humor, you know, has, it certainly has a, a strong element of truth to it. And, and I think that's reflected in, in the types of videos you're doing. Tom, any more, I'm sure you have some questions or comments on, I'm sure you've seen Matt's, Matt's video. Oh yeah, I love the pinata farm. Those are my favorites. So I could just sit awesome. and watch those over and over again. Um, I don't know if that I'd be a uh, credentialed lawyer after that, but I would certainly, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would get the point you're trying to make and that's exactly what you just said. But let me talk about a different uh, piece of content that you rolled out a couple of weeks ago, which was the poll that you did. And you yeah. asked people, because you said you've been getting advice on uh, for time of memoriam that you should specialize and narrow your um, target market. And that's something Jay and I talk about all the time. But you hear from others that, no, you should be more full service because that's what the market wants. And you just pulled your network. And what was interesting is the results, the way you posed it was, is it wiser to narrow? Is it wiser to be jack of all trades? Or is it the best approach to be a combination of the two? And the results were that half of the respondents said you should narrow. Half said a combination in, I'm not a mathematician, but there was a small percentage that said jack of all trades. So mm -hmm. you said that you've kind of, you find that you're approaching it in combination. So I'm curious how that works. How can you narrowly specialize as well as being a jack of all trades in your mind? I know. And I'll tell you what, to speak to the poll, LinkedIn has been so great as it relates to asking questions because these aren't, and, it, and I'm not even trying to generate uh, like likes or views. I was legitimately curious. When I started law school, I had older lawyers say both things to me um, at points. And, and it wasn't just like a casual, it was like shaking me, you need to do this. So it, I was always so confused, right? I was sh shooken in both directions. So um, I ended up, so when I first started practicing, and again, I'm not very old, but at least when I very got out and started private practice, I started as strictly as a construction attorney. And all I was doing was construction and even more 
refined. It was really only construction defect and delay claims. And that was awesome. And people came to us for that, but then people would also come to me with some other stuff. So I realized I was like, well, you know, I do need to branch out a bit because there's a, there's a net of clients that I can't, or not net, there's a group of clients I can't net in. Uh, so I started to more or less do construction, but inside of construction, I became a generalist. Mm. So people would come to me and they'd be like, hey, I'm a contractor. I've got this OSHA issue. I'm sure we'll handle it. Or uh, I'm a contractor and I, I need to negotiate a contract or I'm having an issue with my insurance company getting coverage for a claim like that, or, you know, or I was having an employment issue. So although I specialized in construction, I really became a generalist. So the market I was looking for, I'm like, I'm saying contractors, developers, subcontractors, what have you, I was marketing to them. And I'm, I'm a construction attorney, this narrow topic, but in that narrow topic, I'm, I'm a generalist. So this weird hybrid of the two things. Yeah, no, that's, that makes sense. I mean, that, you know, we, we talk about, you know, the different types of uh, niche approaches you can have, and there's kind of a practice niche, right? You could be a commercial litigator, but you're industry agnostic. Um, sure. You could have a vertical industry like you in, all con- I know construction sort of a practice area too these days, but, yeah. but it's generally an industry. And then, yeah, you can do many things for those in that industry or, you know, kind of a dual niche, um, you know, maybe um, a couple different areas, a couple different adjacent industries, that kind of thing. But but that makes sense. And I think, you know, our our general take on it is that, um, especially when you're, you know, just getting started, by nature, prob- you know, it's kind of dictated to an extent by like, what is, what's your role in the firm, right? Who, what partners are you working with? If they're niched, you're probably going to be. Um, but it's good to get that experience. But then, yeah, to start building a practice, to start getting um, noticed and building a reputation, you often do have to narrow down your focus. And, and it's this distinction oftentimes between, you know, what we say like for marketing purposes, your niche is reflective of the work you pursue, but it's not necessarily reflective of all the work that you do. There's other sure. ways to get business. There's referral sources, you're getting work from other people in your firm, all that kind of stuff that's coming inbound maybe to you, but are you going to actively and strategically carve a niche out for yourself that you're hammering home on LinkedIn, for example, you want people to be know you for that thing. So, so that, that makes sense. And I, I mean, I, I can tell, you know, again, from watching your content, I can see kind of what, how you are strategically thinking about your niche and it, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, question for you, Matt, because I think this is one that comes up a lot, which is, you know, I get it. I see, you know, if someone was looking at your profile and activity and say, I see he gets a lot of engagement on his posts you know, clearly his network is growing, that kind of thing. But does that really matter? Like, are there any tangible benefits that one realizes from, from you know, building the brand and, and get, getting attention on the platform? What have you seen in terms of benefits, if any, from when you've really sure. ramped things up? So I think first, first things first is everyone always thinks networking, right, is just like these one-off. I meet somebody, we shake hands, we get coffee, and then business, right? So LinkedIn has been great, and I've seen the tangible benefits, first off, of just true relationship building. Um, I'm, I'm meeting uh, people in the industry that, again, if I was just head down billing, I would never have the opportunity to create those relationships with. So I, I've seen that benefit. I've met some awesome people. Um people that I hope to, you know, have a relationship with for the end of my career. Um, I've also, you know, I have seen some actual business come from it. I won't be too specific on it, but uh, um, so there, I have seen a monetary return on my LinkedIn post, which again, uh, 
I've put in, I mean, if, I guess if you use my billable hour rate, I'm sure I'm spending some money writing on LinkedIn, but overall it's really a, a, a zero cost yeah. uh, platform for potentially great uh, gain. So yeah, I've definitely seen both relationship networking gain and then actual business as well. Yeah. What would you tell Matt? What would you tell a fellow millennial who maybe is active on social media? So there's no like tech apprehension, but they just don't get how LinkedIn fits in to their personality, their persona as an attorney, or how they're going to develop business from it. You just kind of alluded to it a little bit, but what would you tell a millennial who's more on the LinkedIn sidelines to get them into the game? First off, I want to shake you. Get, do it. Just do it. Just go on there. <laughs> like Shia LaBeouf, I think he did a video not too long ago where he's like flexing the video. Just do it. So just, that's my big thing. I, my big advice to anyone is just start posting. Don't be afraid of what you're going to post. Um, Obviously, you don't want to come off as controversial. I try not to take positions on anything. Um, you'll probably see that from my post. If you write me personally, I'm more than happy to give my opinion on a topic. But that being said, if you're if you're looking to create a brand on there, just just get out there and post. Frank Ramos says that too all the time. If you follow Frank, Frank's like, mm-hmm. just get out there and post every day. Um, you don't have to be overly insightful, right? I don't I don't try to push some grandiose idea that. I'm this big lawyer that knows all these things. I post what I know. So I, my advice as well to a millennial uh, who's looking to post on there, just post what you know. Look, if you've been out practicing for four or five years, I got I to gotta bet you know something about the law. I got to bet you know something about an industry um, or a sub-industry. Just talk about it, right? Because I want to hear about it. I'm sure you guys do too. I, I love content and I digest content, I, again, as I, more than anyone, as fast as anyone. So just just get out there and post something. Yeah. That's great advice. Cause I do think that is, I'm guessing that's one of the big sort of apprehensions is that I don't know what to post or I don't consider myself an expert yet. If I'm a younger associate type of thing, but um, you don't have to be an expert to post. Um, I just have one last question that only a millennial can answer. And then I'll turn it back over to Jay. So you've known Jay, I guess for a few months, you just met me um, as a millennial. Yeah. Which of the two of us would you say is more on fleek in which the two of us is more sketch? <laughs> just that hurt my, that hurt my body. <laughs> the whole question. My Ugh. Zoomer kids are in the other room, probably cringing too. They're like, oh, dad, she's still. Yeah. Oh God, Tom, just tell me you're not, you haven't joined TikTok in the last 30 minutes either. Please. Yeah, I'm Tom, cool you're becoming now. a meme. Yeah, no, trust me, I am a meme in my own household. Thank you. Although not, no one can see me because it's audio, but I am wearing a hoodie. I don't know if you guys noticed that. So that's kind of on brand for. Yeah, uh, that's right. right. I'll yeah. take it. It is. It made me the arbiter of all things millennial. I think I'll, 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 I'll say yes. You've got it. <laughs> that's funny. And Matt, all right. So my my last question, as we recover mentally from Tom's question. <laughs> Is um and emotionally, um, yeah. is when are you going to start a podcast? Because you're clearly um good on on the mic, and have you thought about that? Starting a podcast? Oh man, um, I don't know, guys. I I wouldn't hate it. I I I'm going to do a quick shout out. I'm going to be on the Defense Never Rest um soon, and I'm going to start to figure out how all these podcasts work. I mean, I wouldn't hate it, man. It's kind of yeah. listen. It's kind of like this is. To be completely candid, this is how I am in court. If anyone's trying to hire me, that's listening to this podcast. Um, so, uh, I mean, this is me. This is this is me, real. So, I'm, I'll think about it. I definitely. Yeah, will. you should. You should. Um, well, that's great. Well, uh, Matt, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. 
Um, one, I guess I do have one more question. Uh, obviously, we're going to include a link to your profile um, on LinkedIn so that people can can connect with you and, and watch what you're doing there, which which we highly recommend. Um, but any anywhere else you would send people if they'd like to learn more about you or get in touch with you? Good question. I, I would say I am the most approachable person you've ever met in your entire life. <clears throat> send me a LinkedIn message. Send me an email. Send me anything. I mean, if you've got a carrier pigeon, I don't know if we still use those, <laughs> shoot it over, man. Uh, you know, just bang on my door. If you're in the office, probably alert security before you do it, but just get a hold of me. I'm happy to talk about, you know, how you feel about the industry, your questions about the industry, career advice, what, what, why I should go to law school. Why I shouldn't go to law school. I don't care what it is. Just, just reach out. All right. Very good. Um, well, Matt, thanks so much. It was a lot of fun. Pleasure guys. And, um, yeah, well, thank you for joining us and thank you to our listeners for uh, joining us this week and we'll be back uh, shortly with another episode. Thanks for joining us. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Thought Leadership Project. For show notes, additional resources, and links to the tools discussed on today's episode, visit thethoughtleadershipproject.com.